Okay, let me get some checks from you. Um, check one, two. You know, my mother is in the house. She just got here last night. So if you hear any noises, it's her. Taste the just dish. FYI. Yeah, taste the dishes in the house, literally. How's she doing? She's fine. She's been here for less than a day and she's already bored. Why is she there? Christmas. This little thing called the holidays. Dude, I can't believe it, by the way. It's like a couple days away. <laughs> I'm so not ready. Have you gotten all your Christmas shopping done? I just finished it. I did it all online. All these websites are like, we promise delivery by Christmas, but I don't know. I'm sweating over here. I know. That's the thing. You got to like, it's like just prime shopping on Amazon because you're like, I need to get here. Yeah. <laughs> I actually did order a lot off of Amazon, but Amazon has great stuff. You can buy some legit things on Amazon. I'm just happy that they have the... The Amazon gift wrapping, which is just a bag now. Like, no one's wrapping there. Just, like, throw that shit into a bag, put a bow on it, call it a day. I mean, my mom every year is always complaining about how wrapping paper is so pointless and that we waste so much paper. And it just – all it does is, like, make it her cleanup harder every yeah. year she complains. Yeah, but what are you going to put it in? I guess a bag. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. My family is notorious for the bag wrapping. Like, my brother-in-law's always give a shit being like, well, this must be a gift from the Adams because someone just threw it threw it in a bag and threw some tissue paper on top. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, I guess. I actually thoroughly enjoy wrapping presents. When I was young, I used to, like, beg my mom to ask her if I could, like, wrap everybody's presents. And she used to let me, of course, because she didn't want to do it. But I've always really liked it. I don't know. It's kind of therapeutic. My dad is so lazy. I feel like everyone's dad does this. He wraps his gifts in newspaper. That's so old school. Yeah. I do, like, this is a hipster, but I have brown kind of, like, butcher paper that I like to wrap all my gifts in. And then I like that my... That is so hipster. And then I like all my bows to be just twine. Oh, my gosh. You know? This is too Nashville of you. I can't handle. I know. It's like we all just went to Gringotts and got a bunch of shit for right before uh, Hogwarts started up. Mm. You didn't get that reference, but whatever. No. Uh, but it's funny because since Sarah likes to have like her, because mine's kind of drab that she's like, well, I need to get a bunch of different wrap paper. So like underneath the tree pops. And, they, yeah. oh, and then my dad, my dad this year just he's now discovered Amazon. He just sent us the gift that didn't go with the bag. So there's just a box underneath the tree from Amazon. And Sarah's like, I'm wrapping that shit. This is unacceptable. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah has worked hard on her Christmas vibe in that house. Everything has to be perfect. You know, and I will say our Christmas vibe is strong over here. It seems like it. It seems like it. Excited about the show today. We are going to have later on Ryan Serhant. Is that how you say his last name? Yeah, I looked it up. Nice. <laughs> He's on Million Dollar Listing on Bravo. Mm-hmm. He's got the dream job, to be honest with you. Because we he all, really does. We all love real estate, and he just gets to sell so expensive apartments, I guess, in New York. I'm just jealous. So we're gonna t- we got to talk to him about, d- does he have love for Shiplap or not? I don't know. <laughs> Very important question. I mean, if you don't have Shiplap and Subway tiles, do you even have a job in the real estate company business. Negative. It's really actually unfortunate that my mother is leaving in a few minutes because she would probably love to talk to him about interior stuff. I bet. Yeah, it's totally her thing. Also, we got to just real quick talk about how the internet just jumped on your ass about Holiday in the Wild. Oh my gosh. You know what's so great about it though? Great engagement for us on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should do this more often. 
like this guy, like never heard of him, like Johnny Depp or something. <laughs> yeah, he's in this movie. It was started an uproar. Um, okay, but in my defense, let me just in my defense here. Okay. Did you recognize the name Kristen Davis? I would have known if I had if if I, if I had seen but it. I didn't see No, but if I had seen it, I'd be like, oh, that's a girl from um, Sex and the City. You've seen Sex and the City? Yes. Okay, I have not. I've never seen an episode. <laughs> really? And yeah, never. I'm too young for that show. And and then Rob Lowe, to be fair, like the name sounds familiar. No, but you, you don't get I, out of this one. Everyone no, knows who Rob Lowe is. I did, I did not like he the last movie I watched of his was The Outsiders and it came out in the 1980s, but which I was born in 87. So when I watched The Outsiders, I was very young and he looked very different. OK, hold on. Let's just go through some of Rob Lowe's. I Googled, and I haven't seen anything else he's been in except The Outsiders. No way. Yeah. What about, he's in Tommy Boy. Never saw it. Yeah, he is, but somebody else said that, but I've never seen that movie. Really? Uh-huh. I don't, comedy's not my thing. You know this. Who says, the, who <laughs> says comedy's <laughs> not my thing? Comedy's not my thing. Like, although, like, it's very rare that I think Will Ferrell's funny. Like, I love Wedding Crashers, and I did love Blades of Glory, and I love Step Brothers, but I'm not, like, a deep, I don't love comedy. He's in Wayne's World. Never saw it. You, uh, Tizzle, do you know who Kristen Davis is? No. See. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't know who she was, and I'm getting slaughtered for it on Instagram. I think um, it's more that you don't know who Rob Lowe is. Yeah, so everyone's freaking out because I didn't recognize Rob Lowe in a Netflix movie that he's in right now. Uh, I loved him from Say No More Spire. Never saw it. Oh my, the Outsiders. The Outsiders I saw. Okay, but okay, but that was in, like, what did I say, 84 that movie came out? He looks very different in 2019. What about Austin Powers in Goldmember? Never saw Austin Powers. Um, I'm sad that you're not saying because we have um, – Ryan Serhant. Serhant on the show, and he's on Million Dollar Listening, and I really feel like you guys could really chit-chat some interior stuff. But see you later. Tish gets very upset that I have a schedule when she gets into town. We should probably start the show. We should probably, yeah. All right. Uh, you or me. I wonder, what was it about that one episode where I forgot that we started the show and then other people also forgot? Um, I don't know. That was weird. It was really only one person and you. Well, that's kind of a coincidence. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yes. Buckle up your seatbelts, bros and hoes. You're <laughs> listening to your favorite thing podcast with... Wells and Brandy Christmas edition, which is just a normal show, but it's just airing right before Christmas. <laughs> Wells is wearing a beanie, but it's not Christmas colored, really. And you're in a t-shirt because you're in LA. You've probably spent quite a few Christmases in California, huh? Yeah, but for the most part, when I was in Nashville, I did, I did Nashville Christmases because my sister lived there. But yeah, I did. So how I mean, does it feel to be in a warm climate on Christmas? It's great. I went and played golf yesterday. That doesn't sound very Christmassy. No, I, I know, but you're asking about the weather, and you know, you couldn't do that in Nashville. Is it snowing there? No, but it's very dreary and cloudy today. It definitely seems Christmas-esque. Yeah. Do you have any favorite things, bro? Yeah, bro. I watched uh, a, a new series, finished it, and everything this week. It's actually not new, new. I think it's been out for a second, but it's a Hulu series called Looking for Alaska. Did you ever watch that? No, but sounds good. Taking place in Fairbanks, Alaska in 2006. No. An Inuit girl named Alaska 
It is about love. a girl named Alaska. Oh, <laughs> nailed it. So it's a series based on a book called Looking for Alaska, and it was written by John Green, who also wrote The Fault in Our Stars, which was awesome. Oh, this is the girl that's in The Society. Oh, never saw that. I talked about it last episode. It's a show on ah. Netflix, which is really good. It's the one where, like, the kids leave on a bus and they come back and, like, all the parents are gone. Oh, yeah, I do want to watch that, actually. And we, we've been watching the show, and this girl's really pretty. And I was like, I think that's the girl from Twilight. Like the daughter from Twilight, and then we looked it up, and it's not. But she looks like that girl. Well, it's funny that she looks like that girl because Stephanie Savage, who wrote Twilight, is a producer on Looking for Alaska. There you go. And uh, the show was created by Josh Schwartz, who did One Tree Hill. Mm. Um, oh, I'm sorry, the OC, not One Tree Hill. But he, and then also, with the thing that stood out to me about the series was that the music is phenomenal. And uh, the girl that did the music, uh, I'm trying to find her name, but she she's done a ton of stuff and uh, she did the music in Twilight. So it's funny because there's a lot of like overlapping um, stuff with like Twilight, but also like Fault in Our Stars. But it was really cute. I was hesitant to start it when it came out because it's about high school kids. And I was like, oh, am I going to like relate to that? It's about kids in high school. But it's actually really cute. And it's actually a, like the show is a lot edgier than I would have expected for some reason. It's a great show. I highly recommend it. I'm into it because I like her in that the show The Society. So Yeah, she's really good in this. And so uh, the two lead boys in it are really good as well. Okay. Looking for Alaska. Does this take place in Alaska? No. No. Dumb. All right. Cool. I've got a super dark one. Ooh. Okay. Documentary about a serial killer. And the show is called Confession Killer. Ew. And it's about this guy named Henry Lee Lucas, an American serial killer. And he, like, the fact that, like, I've never heard of this guy is weird. I only watched the first episode, but I was like, into it last night and then I had just like crazy dreams all night long because it just like got inside fuck with my head but he was convicted of murdering 11 people but he confesses to like over 150 murders what yeah the documentary at least the first part of it the documentary it it's just him being like he gets caught and he's like well I guess I should tell you about the other murders so then all these police officers from all around the country come to the town to be like, well, we have a missing person for like this person. And he'd be like, oh yeah, I killed them. That's how I did it. Super creepy. And this guy's got- a freak. And he's got like, also like, we know about like Jeffrey Dahmer, but how do we not know about Henry Lee Lucas? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But he's like creepy dude. He's got like one like wonk eye. You're not sure about his teeth are bad. He smokes cigs like a chimney. Anyway. Where's he from? Virginia. His nickname's the the Deadly Drifter, and The Confession Killer. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, I hate to give it Sounds a like thing, a very but... cheerful, great holiday watch, you know? Yeah, it's beginning to look a lot like murder. <laughs> Can't say I'm going to watch that during Christmas week, but I'll put it on my radar. Yeah. Wait, my sister sent me this, though. I have an announcement to make to y'all, to the people of America. I was at this here McDonald's on Dorset. It's uh, Monday night. I was just disrespected in there. Almost got in a fight with the gal in there. <laughs> first of all, my first issue is the drive-through was filled all the way up, and I had to walk inside. So then I'm, you know, I'm already mad because I got to get out my car and go inside. So I go inside. I politely say, "Hey, uh, can I have a McRib meal, large size with the Dr Pepper?" 
<laughs> and the lady said, okay, uh, that'd be six, 658. <laughs> I said, ain't you forgetting something? Ma'am. And she said, well, what? I said, you're supposed to offer me the extra McRib for a dollar when you buy the McRib meal. <laughs> oh, my God. You ain't going to believe it. She looked me up and down. And she said, well, don't look like you need the extra McRib. <laughs> Excuse me, bitch. I throw punch that bitch. I knocked her ass down. So if you come to the Dorset McDonald's and you see a lady named Charlene in there, tell a Carla sent you. And then you throw punch her. Or punch her in the cooter. I don't give a damn. This is against my civil rights. Fuck you, McDonald's. On Dorset. Not all the other ones. I like all the other ones. What is that from? I don't know. My sister said it to me, and it's just like this lady just laying into the McDonald's on Dorset because they didn't offer an extra McRib. It's so fucking... I throw punch that, that so bitch. <laughs> If you go to that McDonald's on Dorset, you see a lady named Charlene, you throat punch that bitch. Or better yet, punch her in the cooter. Oh, my. You know what my favorite words is? Cooter. We do not use no, the word cooter as much as we should. You don't love the word cooter? No. <laughs> I do not. Oh, that's too much. Speaking of words, I don't like. You know what I don't like? I don't like how the word close and the word close are spelled the same. Wait, what? Okay, so how do you spell the word, like, I gotta close the door? C-L-O-S-E. Yeah. And how do you say, like, that car's too close to me? Oh, I think we're saying clothes, like clothing. No, no, no. I see. Clothes and close. You're right. Yeah. That's confusing. Yeah, let's... They're two different words. They sound completely different. Every time I read it in a book and I I think to myself, I'm stupid. (laughs) You know? Like, like, when you read it, I thought you listened to books. All right. Well, and I read it on my phone. <laughs> That's a great point. I feel like there's probably other words like that. And there, of course, but that one is stupid. So dumb. Fix it. Mm, that is so dumb. How, like, okay, so it's close. I got to close the door. I don't know. I don't know how you'd spell them differently, but it needs to be done. So figure it out. Okay. All right. I have a so dumb. Okay. Okay. Level with me here. All right. Scotch tape. Yeah. There are two types of scotch tape. There's clear scotch tape Mm -hmm. and there's translucent scotch tape. Yeah. Who on earth and why and where and when and why why would you ever need translucent scotch tape? Why wouldn't they just make the clear transparent scotch tape? Give me one good reason to ever use translucent scotch tape. You're right. I agree with you. Here's what I think happened. I have a theory. Okay. So I've been thinking about this for the past 17 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think that the the original was translucent. Or when you say translucent, you mean like it's kind of like cloudy, right? Yeah, cloudy. Yeah. The original one was cloudy and like everyone just got used to it. And then someone was like, wait, why don't we just make this clear? And then they're like, that's a good idea. But like people are stuck in their ways, you know? I guess so. And they're like that. No, that this new clear one. Uh-uh. I also think that the clear one, if 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 you happen to have one of the horrible things in life where the tape goes on the roll and is no longer like separated, it's hard to find this clear one. It's hard to find the end of it and to like start it again. You know what I'm talking about? It is, but like 
There, I've never seen the translucent scotch tape look good on anything. Like, I can't think of anything I would want tape for where I, where I can see the tape. Yeah. It's yeah. horrible. I it's agree. trash. It needs to go away. I agree. I like that one. That was a good one. <laughs> All right, Brandy, I have a perfect Christmas gift for you. Tell it to me. You know, I'm still last minute shopping over here. I don't know if you remember, we talked about it. I guess it was maybe like last year, but this company, StoryWorth, is amazing. So I gave this to my father for Father's Day, I believe. Each week, they send him an email and it asks him a question about his past. You know, where did you go to school? Tell us about your grandparents, that kind of stuff. And then he responds back. It does all of these questions and then it makes it into a book about your loved one that everyone can share and I tell you what, it's been the coolest thing because they're asking questions that I should know about, but I don't. And then re- reading it mm. back, I'm like, wow, I had no idea grandpa was a broom maker, but really he was a card shark and made all his money playing poker. You know, like, what? That's so awesome. So StoryWorth makes it easy and fun for your loved ones to share their story with their weekly email and story prompts. Questions you've never thought to ask at the end of the year, they'll get their stories bound in a beautiful hardcover book. Strengthen your family bonds and get to know your loved ones in a whole new way. So here's the deal. If you want to give this to a loved one for, for the holidays, and I, I really suggest it. It's really, really cool. All you got to do is go to storyworth.com YFT, and you'll get $20 off your first purchase. So super simple, storyworth.com YFT. 20 bucks off. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my bowl and branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. I started watching this documentary about my good friend Griffin House recently. Do you know Griffin? No. I've played a couple of his songs on on the show. I've known him for a long time. Fantastic singer-songwriter, folk singer, kind of like Ryan Adams-esque. He just put out a documentary called Rising Star. It's on Amazon, so you got to go watch over there. But, like, it's really, really good and really, really sad. It's about how he's been this rising star for so many years and the expectation of him, you know, like making it, you know, breaking big and everything hasn't really happened. The struggle of being like the touring musician and also like what really what is success in that world, you know? Mm-hmm. And I would say for like a lot of like up and coming uh, artists and songwriters and musicians, you should watch this because I think it'll 
I think it'll put things into perspective for you. And if you like are just folk singers and my type of sad bastard music, you should watch it because there's obviously a lot of his music in there. So anyways, Rising Star, fantastic on Amazon. You love sad stuff. I do. But you know what? I also like comedy movies, unlike some <laughs> people on this podcast. <laughs> hey, my mom also doesn't like comedy. I like literally have never heard any. By the way, you know that this podcast is a comedy podcast. Uh, I thought we moved it to TV and movies or something. We did just so we'd be <laughs> higher on the rankings. But you know that this is, for the most part, a silly podcast. Silly is fine, but like comedy movies, I don't know. I just don't know. I got another Saddam. Okay. Hey, parents, stop telling your kids to say cheese before taking pictures because it doesn't make a smile. It makes them look like they're like, <laughs> in pictures, and it's terrifying. Wait, hold on one second. I'm having a slight emergency happen. Okay, sorry. Fixed it. Everything okay? Yeah. I, my, it's You're not going to understand any of it, but I have two farriers that do my horse's feet, and... I almost had one farrier do a horse that he doesn't do that a different farrier does, and that would have been bad. <laughs> Rich white people shit right here. I'm so glad he asked me and was like, am I supposed to do this horse? Because I was like, oh, actually, I'm glad you asked because no, you're not. Wait, did you see the audio file I sent you? No. So here's the deal, guys. I edit this podcast. I don't know what this says about us, but I edit a lot of stuff to make us sound somewhat palatable, okay? Okay. Everyone has a thing. I edit out, I do a lot of ums, like in my transitions Oh, and I stuff. can't wait. Are these my likes or something? But Brandy has a tick that no one's ever heard because I edit it out. <laughs> you also get paid to edit this podcast. Nah, not very much. And so Brandy does this thing right before she talks. She goes. I've heard myself do this before. So I went in the last episode, I went and took all of them and put it onto one audio file. How many are there in this one audio file? I think you know? I think around 20. I counted. Oh, there's an um. Yeah, yeah, there is an um. Did you hear it? Yeah, I did. Next time you got to do my likes because they're insane, too. Yeah. All right. So I just wanted to play it for everybody. Uh, <laughs> here it goes. You had to play it for me first. Um. <laughs> um. So I, it's like, I have heard myself do that. And I, I, I wanted to take all those and get a Christmas song and figure out what the notes oh, were. That's not a bad idea. And make your into like, so I don't know, like jingle bells or something. But then I remembered I'm, I'm not a fucking music, a musician or engineer and I didn't know how to do that. What's your thing? Ums? Yeah, I do a lot of ums. Um, there it is. So we got uh. a lot of positive feedback from the uh, Amazon review about the Haribo gummy bears. I noticed that. And so now people are sending me other ones. And as much as I want to do more Haribo, um, someone sent me this one and it is... A review for the Veet for Men Hair Removal Gel Cream. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, should, should I do that one instead of the Haribo? Yeah, let's mix it up. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. <clears throat> Five stars. Customer review from A. Chappelle. Subject line. 
a warning from across the pond. After having been told my danglies looked like an elderly Rastafarian, I decided to take the plunge and buy some of this as previous shaving attempts had only been mildly successful. And I nearly put my back out trying to reach some of the more difficult bits. Being a bit of a romantic, I thought I would do the deed on the Miss's birthday as a bit of a treat. I ordered it well in advance, and working in the North Sea, I considered myself a bit above some of the characters writing the previous reviews and wrote them off as soft office types. Oh, my fellow sufferers, how wrong I was. I waited until the other half was tucked up in bed, and after giving some vague hints about a special surprise, I went down to the bathroom. Initially, all went well, and I applied the gel and stood waiting for something to happen. I didn't have to wait long. At first, there was a gentle warmth, which in a matter of seconds was replaced by an intense burning and feeling I can only describe as like being given barbed wire wedgie by two people intent on hitting the ceiling with my head. Religion hadn't featured much in my life until that night, but I suddenly became willing to convert to any religion to stop the violent burning around the turd tunnel. Struggling to not bite through my bottom lip, I tried to wash the gel off in the sink and only succeeded in blocking the plug hole with a mat of hair. <laughs> Though the haze of tears, I struggled out of the bathroom across the hall into the kitchen by this time walking not really possible, and I crawled the final yard of the fridge in hope of some form of cold relief. I yanked the freezer door out and found a tub of ice cream. I tore the lid off and positioned it under me. The relief was fantastic, but only temporary, as it melted fairly quickly and the fiery stabbing soon returned. Due to the shape of the ice cream tub, I hadn't managed to give the starfish any treatment, and I groped around the drawer for something else, as I was sure my vision was going to fail fairly soon. I grabbed a bag of what I later found out was frozen sprouts, and I tore it open, trying to be as quiet as I did so. I took a handful of them and tried in vain to clench some between the cheeks of my arse. This was not doing the trick. Some of the gel had found its way up the Chutney Tunnel, and it felt like the space shuttle was running its engines behind me. This was probably and hopefully the only time in my life I was going to wish there was some gay snowman in the kitchen. <laughs> Which should give you some idea of the depths I was willing to sink in order to ease this pain. The only solution my pain-crazed mind could come up with was to gently ease one of the sprouts where no veg had gone before. Unfortunately, alerted by the strange pain grunts coming from the kitchen, the other half chose that moment to come to investigate and was greeted by the sight of me, arse in the air, strawberry ice cream dripping from... The, oh my gosh. Dripping from my bell and pushing a sprout up my arse while muttering, Oh, that feels good. Understandably, this was a shock to her. <laughs> oh, hold on. The song needs to be repeated. The fact that you play this song in the background is insane. <laughs> oh, that feels good. Understandably, this was a shock to her, and she let out a scream as I hadn't heard her come in, causing an involuntary spasm of shock in myself, which resulted in the sprout being ejected. It's quite some speed. 
hated her. Oh <laughs> my gosh. I can understand that having a sprout farted against your leg at 11 at night in the kitchen probably wasn't the special surprise she was expecting. And having to explain to the kids next day what the strange hollow in the ice cream was didn't improve my status. To sum it up, Veet removes hair, dignity, and self-respect. I really feel like there needs to be an award show or something. I like awards given out for the best reviews. Oh my god, that one's really funny. I just can't get over like how much free time people have. Maybe we should make a YFT coffee table book full of of these reviews. reviews, yeah. Unfortunately, alerted by the strange grunts coming from the kitchen, the other half <laughs> chose that moment to come investigate and was greeted by the sight of me, ass in the air, strawberry ice cream dripping from my bell end, pushing a sprout up my arse while muttering, ooh, that feels good. <laughs> that is horrible. It is amazing. So, Wells, you know my mom's in town? Yeah. She absolutely kills me. She's been here for less than a day, and she's already been in my room, in my bathroom, taking my products. And I noticed that my cute pink razor is missing from my shower because my mom stole it. So I – yeah, I know. And it's my Billy razor. Mm. I know we talk about Billy all the time in this podcast. They are such a cool company. It's my favorite razor, and I'm going to have to go back upstairs and steal it from Tizzle and maybe have to buy her some of her own. Yeah. Why don't you just get her some Billy razors for Christmas? I think I'm going to have to. Billy is really an awesome company. They deliver premium razors direct to you for half the price of what you find in the store. I don't know about you guys, but I find that when I buy razors from the drugstore, like I spend so much money on them. They're so expensive, and I'm always running out of them and can't find them. But Billy has been the solution to all of those problems because not only are the Billy razors half the price of what you find in the store, but for only $9, you can get four refill blades every one, two, or three months based on how often you shave delivered right to your door, which just saves so much time having to run out to grab a razor. Um, the only bummer is like, I don't have an excuse anymore to not shave my legs when I'm not with Reinhardt, but I guess I can deal. Gross. To express a little love for our show, go to uh, mybilly.com slash YFT for 10% off your razor. It's a small way you can support us while you're getting the best razor you will ever own for half the price of razors in the store. Plus, shipping is always free. This is a limited time special offer, so go now and save 10% off your razor at mybilly.com slash YFT. That's M-Y-B-I-L-L-I-E dot com slash YFT. Shave your legs more often than once a month, Randy. (laughs) Listen, I do now that I have a Billy razor, okay? Okay. Very excited that the holiday is here, which means we're having a bunch of um, like holiday parties, having a bunch of people over, which means a bunch of people are going to be sitting around our fire pit and sitting in our article chairs. I freaking love those article chairs. I love your article chairs, too. Um, I, they've literally been on my wish list since I was over at your house and saw them. But there is honestly just so much on Article's website that I want that I can't keep up with what I should get next. I have been an article fan for such a long time. 
when I bought my first house, this was like three or four years ago, I bought an article sofa to go in the living room. It's like a really beautiful cognac color leather, and it still sits in my living room to this day. It is so cute, mid-century vibes. It's the perfect aesthetic for my living room, and it's perfect for all the dogs. It's easy to clean. It still looks nice. Honestly, it's one of my favorite things in my house. Yeah, Article's team of designers focuses on beautifully crafted pieces, quality materials, and durable construction. They're dedicated to modern aesthetic of mid-century Scandinavian industrial and bohemian designs. Fast and affordable shipping across uh, the U.S. and Canada is actually free on orders over $999. Article's offering our listeners $50 off their first purchase of $100 or more. All you got to do is visit article.com slash YFT and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash YFT to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Yeah. I, I love articles so much. Do you have any other fave things, bro? Music wise, like all I'm I'm that cliche person that I just have only been listening to Christmas music. Oh, what's your favorite Christmas song? Um, I just did the thing. Uh, yeah. no, no, I'm so, <laughs> I don't have a favorite Christmas song, but I do have favorite Christmas albums, but it depends on like the mood and the vibe. If it's like part, like a party or like a, a people are over, like go to sync Christmas album, no doubt. So good. Yeah. And, but like, if it's just me and it's just me and the pups at home and it's a quiet night in, I really love the James Taylor Christmas album. Okay. What about you? Back when I was a radio DJ, I actually kind of hated Christmas time because we, you know, you switch formats and you start playing a bunch of Christmas music. Yeah. Um, but the station I worked worked for kind of early in my career, Lightning 100, we would play kind of not re- really well-known Christmas songs. I like that. Still a little contrived. But my, I think my favorite is The Kinks, Father Christmas. Do you know Do you know that one? No. You want to play a little bit of it? Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's a beautiful Christmas song about robbing Santa Claus. When I was small, I believed in Santa Claus, though I knew it was my dad. And I would hang up my stocking at Christmas, open my presents and Last time I played Father Christmas, I stood outside a department store. A gang of kids came over and mugged me, and knocked my reindeer to the floor. They said, Father Christmas, give us the money, don't mess around with us and your toys. Uh, you know, just a little punk rock Christmas song about robbing Santa Claus. Cute. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is a good question to ask our buddy Ryan when we get him on. Okay. His favorite Christmas song? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, do you want to uh, give him a buzz? Yeah, let's do it. Hello. Welcome to the YFT podcast, Ryan. How are you? Good. What's going on? I wish you could see this, but Ryan is wearing like a very professional headset with a microphone. He looks like a gamer. (laughs) Yes, exactly. We're big fans of your show, by the way. Thanks. Thank you for coming on here. I don't know if you know this, but Brandy and her mom, Tish, had like a little TV show. Yeah. A little TV show, huh? (laughs) Yeah, you guys were you were renovating houses and doing interior design right around the time that we were. I think your show came out at the same time 
Because I was doing another show for Bravo called Sell Like Sirhant. It was last year, right? We did ours a couple years ago. It came out. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's funny. We we filmed it like three, like almost three years ago, but it took yeah, a, Bravo, you know, a year yeah, 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 yeah. for it to actually air. How was the experience for you? It was good, but it was by far the hardest thing know, that my mom right? and I have ever done was make so that television work. show. It was so much work. The hours were brutal. And I don't know... I mean, maybe the the male um, the male cosmetic situation is is intense, but for us, like we had to spend an hour and a half starting at four thirty in the morning doing hair and makeup, and oh, then we no, would start I our long shoot. At all. Oh. And it was just like so. It was so hard to like keep looking nice. Like I don't know, keep your hair perfect and your makeup yeah, done, yeah, your yeah, outfit yeah. okay while you're like getting down and dirty and doing like construction work and whatever. And it just made the whole process so much longer every day. It was brutal. Yeah. No, I, I think people don't don't give reality TV, you know, enough credit. Like when I see like the Housewives, the, the amount of time they film every year, even even Million Dollar Listing New York, like we're on our ninth season right now. You know, I don't do hair and makeup at four thirty a.m., but we that show takes us every season about eleven months to film. Wow, like, I don't. That's like James Cameron's timeline. Right. Like they, he makes mm-hmm. Avatar faster than we make a season of Million Dollar <laughs> List in New York. It's ridiculous. It takes so long and it's so much work. Even when we they interview new cast members all the time for the show, like Million Dollar Listing doesn't have a girl on the show. And that's like a big thing for like mm-hmm. the real estate shows. But they try to cast one all the time. And during the interview process, you know, they'll go and they'll film with somebody for six hours and kind of see what their life is like. And a lot of people are like, dude. I don't want to do this. This is what it's like. You're with them. I, I watched the show. I thought maybe they just like show up in a costume and like sell a bagel or something. But this is like, <laughs> this, this is what I have to do every week for a fucking year. No yeah. way. And so it actually becomes a lot harder um, than you think. And then you, man, you just got engaged. Congratulations. Thank you. You know, Sarah is from New York. You know, we might need some help. Let's do it. We might need some help spending all of our money on 800 square feet. So if you could maybe (laughs) cut us a deal or something, we'll show up on the show. Whatever we got to do. I don't don't think you need to spend all your money. (laughs) New York's actually a pretty good deal right now. It is a buyer's market. It's, It's pretty soft. And there's a lot of different opportunities, which is cool. Well, it's not always like that. Our show is your favorite thing. So we talk about uh, whatever our favorite things are. And so we want to know what some of your favorite things are when it comes to real estate in general, selling, buying, what you people are looking for, that kind of stuff. My favorite things for real estate. I mean, I listen, we don't have land here, right? So I can't find land for my horses and my goats and my porcupines and all that, (laughs) right? Like I've got to, like we try to find uh, apartments that have like living rooms that are bigger than 20 feet wide. You know, like you get a living room that's at least 25 feet wide, like you're rich, Right. That's, that's, that is definitely one of my favorite things is a living room that's that's over 25 feet wide. You know, the best things in New York are the ones that have light and air. Right. That's why the city is so vertical, because everyone's it, just trying to find more light and more air. It's like a human mm. It's human nature that has driven cities to be as vertical as they are. It's not because like there's crazy developers that just want to do the tallest buildings. I mean, that that's part of it in some places of the world. But here it's very much like we got to keep going taller because otherwise you can't get open light and open air and a view because it's so congested. And at the same time, New York is then 
one of the most environmentally conscious cities in the world because it's it's so cramped, right? Like people spend all this money to live in sardine boxes on top of each other, all up in the sky. They don't take up any land for anything. Like you're, you know, you sh- everything is shared. Like you share all your, you know, there's 300 toilets and you all share the same pipe for it and you spend $10 million for it. It's crazy. Um, but I'm, I'm renovating a house right now that's totally stressful in Brooklyn. Um, that is definitely one of my favorite things in real estate right now is my own house. Um, if it doesn't kill me because doing a renovation while you're married and you just had a baby because we just had a baby is a lot of work, right? A lot of work. Yeah. On top of having like a full-time job is brutal. It's brutal. Those are probably my favorite things in real estate at the moment. And good deals, you know? I love good deals. Those are my favorite things. Who doesn't love a good deal? Wait, so where where is the best place to buy right now in New York? Um, I would say Greenpoint, Brooklyn. I'd say Bushwick and Bed-Stuy in Brooklyn. Red Hook, Gowanus in Brooklyn because it's right off the Battery Tunnel. That area is going to blow up. Like, mark my words, in 10 years from now, you know, people are going to be talking about, you know, how they can't get into the Gowanus and, and Red Hook because there's just no more inventory because everything's being rezoned. It's going to be built up. It's going to be actually pretty wild. And then in Manhattan, the best places, honestly, are everywhere because it's such a deal right now, man. Like we're doing deals right now that are 50 percent off where the same apartments traded four years ago. Wow. Like we just price point. So that's $2 million apartment that someone bought in 2015 is going for like one to one, two right now. And we just sold it. There's a $40 million apartment that we had that just sold for 16 million bucks. <laughs> like it's New York is a deal, man. It is. It's crazy. Sarah is not allowed to listen to this podcast. <laughs> It's a deal. Sarah, you should listen to this podcast. No. You should come to New York and I'll help you find a great <laughs> apartment for a great deal. It's only getting more expensive from here. So like, why wait? I don't understand. Oh my oh God. God. I'm You're so too good tr- at that. I'm in trouble. I don't know. Listen, wedding gifts are important. Just something to think about it. It's okay. We can change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> Wells is freaking out over there. I'm sweating so much. Oh God. <laughs> All right, you sold me. All right, fine. We'll do it. <laughs> hey, I want to know what is your feeling about shiplap and subway tile? <laughs> um, uh, subway tiles actually made a pretty strong comeback. It used to be that you'd see white subway tile with white grout, and you'd immediately think elementary school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? You'd think kind of like high school bathroom. But now you go into really expensive homes, and it's white subway tile with gray grout and that's how they make it you know and it's subway tiles and a lot of different types and porcelain and marble and um, we're doing subway tile in, in a few of the bathrooms in in our new house but using like black grout in one and gray grout in another um it's nice i think it's that's good. what People i did in did. my house yeah did you yeah i sure did white subway tiles or a different color uh, white subway tiles. I have gray grout in the master bath and black grout go. in the guest bath. Yeah. See what's up. It's like I know you. Ryan, do you watch other like real estate uh, or like fix them up uh, or flip them shows? No, man. It's like, it, I, don't, I mean, like I. I watch like Succession. Like I just, <laughs> yeah. just binge watch those first two seasons after really trying not to because I didn't want to get sucked into another show. And now it's now I have dreams about it. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm like in those boardrooms sweating, and now I don't have it in my life anymore, and it really really depresses me. Same way like when Brody died on Homeland, fucked me up. Oh, like, that messed me up too. Dude, that, like I still now I see him like you know you see him on Billions, and you're just kind of like, nah, yeah, it's 
same, you know, Claire Danes ran by me on the West Side Highway the other day. And I'm like, season eight, final season is coming by. <laughs> she didn't care whatsoever, kept running past. I watch things that are totally opposite. I always feel like it's like that, what is that Friends episode where that guy's like, you know, he's a, a gynecologist and it's like, if I had one more cup of coffee, right? It's like the last thing he wants to do. Like, I don't want to go home and watch HGTV and like nah. think about real estate and, and all that. Although the types of deals that I do are so different than renovating houses and Texas and Tennessee and Kentucky and the rest of the country. My wife watches those shows all day long, though. She does not watch me on TV. No. She's like, I get enough of you. I don't need to see you. I don't need to see you prancing around and like being all Ryan on TV. No, I want to watch and see like, and she has all these ideas. She wants to go do fixer uppers in Austin, you know? No, I'm not going to. I should not watch this podcast or listen to it. No one's significant other is allowed to listen to this podcast. Yeah, this one terrible, is out. Terrible ideas. Uh, that's so funny. I wonder if when, when Sarah and I get married, if she'll stop wanting to watch me on TV and vice versa. Maybe not. I just think like, I, especially now, like with the baby, like there's, she has such little time like to herself. The last thing she wants to do is like turn on the TV and say, you know what I need more of in my life? <laughs> my husband. And she, like, <laughs> turn on and she, she'll watch like, you know, she watched Brandon, she watched your show, you know, when it was on Bravo. She watches the uh, housewives. Like it's that escapist stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Actually, we watched a movie last night that also really fucked me up. A Marriage Story on oh. Netflix. Have you seen it yet? The Noah no. Baumbach driver, Scarlett Johansson. No. Yeah. You should watch it now before you get married because it's all about divorce. <laughs> and it's so <laughs> real. It is so real and so visceral. And the conversations are so... It's probably destroyed my life for the week, not because like it emotionally destroyed me, but because I'm like all day long, I'm getting texts now from Amelia about what she watched last night and how it's giving her pause and things to think about. And like, actually, do you care about me as much? You know, it's just a mess. <laughs> yeah, really, really good. Okay, so Wells you- loves sad stuff, so that's perfect. Yeah, and I love, yeah. I love, loved Succession. We ripped through it like in, in three days, I think. It was, yeah. What do you it's think? A slow burn. It took me like because I watched it when it first came out. I watched the first two episodes and then just kind of like forgot about it. Like yeah, I don't know. But then when you went back to it, it's you you. It just takes over your life. Yeah. What do, What do you think is going to happen with Kendall and his father next season? Oh, that was the best ending, man. Right. I mean, you shouldn't give it away for people, but like that was and it's, the ending of the first season too was so like what the fuck Ted Kennedy just happened yeah. here. <laughs> But the, the ending of this was so like such an Iron Man moment. It was just so crazy. I don't think things are going to be good, but I love the direction is so good. And I just saw Brian Cox um, at Lincoln Center. He's doing LBJ right now, which is like three hours of just him talking. And I actually saw it before I saw Succession. So it would almost be cool to go back and see him. But then I wouldn't be able to think about him in any other way as, you know, as Logan Roy. I, I love that last little moment where he smirks, uh-huh. right? Because he's like proud of him. Right. Because he told him he didn't have guts and balls and look what he just did. It's crazy. Anyway, this podcast doesn't have to be about us talking about TV shows and movies. But no, that's exactly what it is, actually. Okay, got it. Yeah. To like end succession talk, but like name a better duo than Cousin Greg and Tom. And uh, you can't because they're the best. the absolute best and it's so funny like uh, you know in because they film in new york right they there's that scene in season two where he buys those five apartments at a building in tribeca and then gives one to cousin greg yeah that is and that that moment is so true like that was a great moment for me because he bought them at the, the building they used was 67 franklin that's a building that's really hard to sell and there's an inventory problem in the city and a lot of these private equity hedge fund guys are going out there and they're buying bulk sale deals or walking into buildings and being like i've got the cash 
give me five for the price of two and a half percent off. And a lot of these developers are stuck. And then funny enough, like the real Murdoch family, right? The son goes and buys a house for $150 million last week in LA. You saw that? Yeah. 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 Insane. In my mind, that's that, you know, that's, (laughs) Not Kendall, you know, it's like his brother just doing something crazy. But like that shows you that that kind of money is not it's not for TV. Like, you know, when the other brother's asking his dad for like 100 mil on the side just so he could do some shit like (laughs) it's real. Like it's fucking crazy. I think it's a good time to let you go back to work and and sell very expensive (laughs) apartments in, in Manhattan. New York is one of my favorite places to spend Christmas. We've spent. I think three Christmases there for various reasons over my yeah. lifetime. And it, it just always like nowhere feels more like Christmas in New York. It's crazy. Everyone's shopping. Like everyone's got a shopping bag. And, and it's they, cold and yeah, there's lights everywhere. Cold. Yeah, it's just great. We did a Christmas. We've done some Christmases. My parents have places in the South. And so I've done a Christmas in like Texas and in Arizona and Florida. And it always feels weird. You know, yeah. like you're in your shorts on Christmas and you almost feel like something's wrong, like something's broken. That's how I feel. My yeah. boyfriend lives in South Africa and it's summer there. And so when I, I was just there and I was like, how have you gone your whole life having like warm Christmases? Like he spends Christmas Day in the pool every year. And I just think that's crazy. Yeah. If it gets, if you're used to it, then it's, then it's normal, but that does sound super weird. Yeah. Yeah. So you should all come to New York. You're all invited next week, next Wednesday, Christmas, we'll do it together. That'll be my favorite thing ever. (laughs) And for Christmas, Wells is buying Sarah an apartment. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Other way around guys. Uh, (laughs) Ryan, uh, thank you so much for being on YFT. Of course you can uh, see Ryan on a million dollar listing. You also have a book out there called sell it like Sirhant, right? Yes, sir. You can follow him on Instagram and the website is ryansearhant.com. For all your real estate needs out there, you can find me in New York City and thank you for having me. Yeah. Is there anything else we need to plug? I don't know. I mean, I've got, you know, if there are real estate agents listening to this right now, they want to change their lives. I have uh, the number one selling uh, sales course for real estate agents out there that you can find through the website too. But that, the book, that's pretty dope. All things real estate. Yeah. You know, I've got my little real estate lemon tree and I try to find as many lemons as I possibly can. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You, I gotta say like, you're very good at branding yourself and you're also very good at Instagram. I was stalking your Insta yesterday and you just are, you're really, really good at Instagram. I'm really bad at it. I like haven't posted in a week and I only (laughs) post dog photos at this point. I just, you're killing it. You're doing a great job. I sell more apartments now, honestly, through Instagram and through YouTube (sighs) than I do through Bravo or through anything else. Like we just sold a $13 million house through YouTube. Like YouTube is really like when I think about the way advertising and marketing for us will change for the next 10 years, like as I think about my business in 2030, like, you know, million dollar listing in Bravo define the last decade for me. It'll be YouTube going forward. And if anyone from Bravo is listening to this, I love you. (laughs) But at the same time, just like you were saying, right, you don't have cable, you just stream Mm -hmm. everything. So people want easy access to things with no ads and everything's simple. And it's insane, like the way the world has changed. And if you can harness it and use it for the better for your own business, then like, the last thing I want to be is that guy in 1999 who was like, the internet's not going to change things. Mm -hmm. This this dial up humble jumble, right? Like, where's that guy? He died. I don't want to be. That's great. What is your YouTube channel? Pretty sure it's just youtube.com slash Ryan Serhant. But it's, uh, I do a weekly vlog 
Um, we're almost on the hundredth vlog now. So I do it every single week, Wednesdays. I have a whole team. I built a media team to build it. And then they do a lot of other things, but it's, it's property tours of crazy stuff. It's, um, days in the life, like following me around stuff. You wouldn't see on Bravo, like all the emails and phone calls and kind of inspiration stuff. It's a lot of fitness things too. Cause I, um, that's always been a big part of my life as I went from super fat to not fat. Yeah. And then I, anything else I think that's funny I put on there. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's, yeah. that's awesome, man. Thank you again for being on the show. You are one of our favorite guests. Oh, thanks, guys. I will talk to you later. And I'll see you in New York. I'm not fucking around. Yeah. You better come now. <laughs> All right. See you, man. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. See ya. Up until now, yeah. I've never met anybody that I think talks faster than Miley Cyrus, but I think he outdoes her. Yeah. He's a good talker. Yeah, no we- wonder he sells millions and <laughs> yeah. billions and zillions of dollars worth of real estate. Yeah, that you can tell that mind is churning constantly. Constant. Uh, he was awesome, man. Uh, what an interesting guest. I I really like him. Yeah, he's super cool. But also, Sarah, if you're listening to this, no, okay. <laughs> you're not getting an apartment. We have Sorry. A, we have a wedding to plan. We have another house in Los Angeles to buy. But you know what? You're listening to him. It makes sense if you're getting deals. Mm-hmm. Make I'm a sucker deals. for deals. I know, man. Just so everyone knows, we're going to take off next week because of the holiday and you're going to be traveling. I'm going to be traveling. So sorry, but we'll come back uh, bigger and better than ever in the new year. To everyone out there, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. We love you. Uh, We love you so much. If you wouldn't mind, go uh, rate and review the podcast. Tell us how much you love us. We didn't do uh, fuck you very much. I don't think we need to. Nah, we'll we'll start off with a bang next year with a nice one or a not so nice one as long as it has five stars, you know. Yeah. The one Instagram thing that like makes podcasts into cartoons, Mm. apparently they're going to put out a new one of ours. Oh, sick. So when I see that, I'll, I'll post that to Instagram. That was super cool. Yeah. Well, I got to gear up for a family Christmas photo shoot. Oh, wow. You guys should be very interesting. You guys are the Kardashians. Oh, no, we're not. (laughs) Yeah, it was my mother's request. She was like, it has been years since all my children have been in one place with all their pets at the same time. And I need photographs. Oh, my God. So what are you guys all wearing like white linen with like bare feet? Um, I think I think the decision was I th- it's for everyone to wear like black leather pat like just rock and roll vibes Christmas. Ah, all right, that's cool. We'll see what we we'll, we'll see what we end up with, but that was the direction I was told. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, Brandy, you didn't get me a Christmas gift, right? Uh, no, okay. no, I hate gifts. Yeah, okay, good. I, I didn't get you any. I uh, my gift is so much love for you, Wellsy. Yeah, I got nothing but love for you and Reinhardt and the rest of the fam. Please tell everyone that I say hello and I miss them and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. I will for sure. You and Sarah have a Merry Christmas. Thanks, dude. Love you. Love ya. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm Natalie Barbu, host of The Real Real Podcast, where we go behind the highlight reel to find out what's really going on in the lives of content creators, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. After quitting my corporate job to start my own businesses, I realized that while things might look glamorous on our Instagram feeds, things can get real behind the scenes. You can listen to The Real Real every Monday to start off your week with some realness and inspiration. Find my podcast wherever you're listening right now and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a beat. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.